Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Happy Halloween, Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network. Amal Shaw, producer Dustin Sweetelson, dressed as a Teletubby. I'm Patrick Maher, and we're going to welcome in our buddy Brandon Marcello. Of course, 24 7 sports national college football reporter does a great job at B Marcello on Twitter. And as we say, hi, hi, Brandon, thank you for joining. If we could have a little fun, what we did is we've got the college football playoff committee releasing a little bit later today, their first official rankings. Uh, We just went through and gave our top six. Are you willing to play with us? And what I mean by that is it's not what you think the college football committee is going to do. We just want to know the six best teams you've seen this this year now we can you can talk through it if you'd like but i'd love to know your top six sure i'll list them off right now uh okay number one michigan uh florida state georgia washington ohio state then oregon great okay i'm all let's go ahead let's get at the list because this is a good one so michigan I'm guessing the most balanced team you've seen. Obviously, the schedule isn't quite there. Would you like to elaborate on what you've seen from Michigan? Yeah, most balanced team, deepest team as well. They can get you to play any style, and they will dominate you in doing so, stealing signs or not. They are the most talented <laughs> and deepest team in college football. And also, they got a quarterback in J.J. McCarthy who seemingly is getting better like every single week and can take over games. And... He hasn't really had to yet because they haven't had the tough schedule, as you said, but there will come the moment when he has a chance to shine, and I think he will. I mean, he nearly did it last year in the semifinal against TCU. That was a fantastic game to watch in person, and he almost willed them to victory himself. I've got Michigan number one. Uh, I think they are by far, not by far, but to me, a clear-cut number one. Patrick, I have no objection with that. I think Georgia's starting to come on with Carson Beck, but the way the Wolverines have played, no team's had a first and goal against them. It's hard to go against what they've done defensively. They've been absolutely elite. You look at so many of the scores have come in garbage town time, excuse me. So they've been thoroughly dominant. I uh, want to ask you quickly, kind of tying into the Heisman. Last week, I said Bo Nix at 12-1 to is a great bet. I think the Heisman's going to come down to two players, Bo Nix and McCarthy at Michigan. I, as, as well as Penix has played, I believe Oregon wins the rematch. Um, tell me what you've seen from Bo Nix and the resurgence that's happened with him and Dan Lanning and Eugene that didn't take place in uh, Auburn, Alabama. It's insane. You know, I was uh, an Auburn beat reporter when Bo Nix came to Auburn. And if you told me he would even be like half as good as he is at Oregon right now, I probably wouldn't have believed you even that. It's, hmm. it's incredible how far he's come. One, I think a lot of that has to do with the talent that's around him. The talent's so much better at Oregon than it was at Auburn at that time, especially along the offensive front. But here's the other thing. I just, I guess I don't give him the benefit of the doubt enough because going into the season, I thought he would take a half step back 
because Kenny Dillingham, his OC, was going to Arizona State, and Kenny did a lot of things to design that offense to be around the strengths of Bo Nix, whether it was doing quarter rollouts and everything to get him moving and thinking on his feet a little bit more. But he's even better this season. Um, it's insanely overlooked, and I'm with you. He's going to be in New York City for the Heisman ceremony. And as you said, man, I, I think we're all just kind of counting down, thinking we're going to see that rematch between Washington and Oregon. Um, but as you said, J.J. McCarthy, I think, is going to have more opportunities down the stretch to be the number one guy on the Heisman ballots. Because as you guys know, a lot of people turn those ballots in before championship weekend and everything. And Michigan's going to have the tougher games here to show out. <clears throat> the entire nation's on that got their attention on Michigan right now for a lot of reasons. But they've got Ohio State, obviously. And if Michigan makes it three in a row against Ohio State and J.J. McCarthy's a big reason for that, I, I'm with you. I think JJ would win it, but I'm I'm with you too. I would I would put some bone money on Bo Nix because that's a good good bet to take right now at twelve to one. Who would you pick, Brandon, on a neutral rematch, Washington, Oregon? Oregon. Uh, I mean, Oregon should have won uh, at Washington. I, I think there was maybe some boneheaded play calls in that game that held them back, not just on the fourth downs, mm. but yeah, Oregon by far, and not just because of these last two weeks, but because of the first time they met. Play that at a neutral site, Oregon wins that game. We, we completely concur. We love the Ducks here. I think they're a complete team. I mean, they're three yards away from being the number one team in college football. Uh, I want to ask you about a team that went at the polar opposite end of the spectrum based on not taking a knee. That's the Miami Hurricanes. You had a great article on 24-7 talking about Mario Cristobal and, re and, and developing a resurgence there. First of all, from your perspective, did the loss against Georgia Tech beat them twice? Because I, I really felt like if they beat Tech, they probably beat Carolina. I know they got lost by double digits. And then where do you see this program heading? Because it looked like to me, I said before they had the debacle against Tech, I would look at Miami as a dark horse to win the ACC. Yeah, potentially. You know what was really killing them in the first four weeks of the season were turnovers. Yeah. They were just turning the ball over left and right. And even like the 50-50 balls, they were losing those. Um, that's why they lost against Tech, obviously, not just that fumble, but elsewhere earlier in that game. North Carolina, they turned the ball over like crazy. But then guess what? The Clemson game, they won the turnover battle. And they won the game as a result. They, not only did they beat Clemson, I know Clemson's not as good as they have been, but they were trailing Clemson by double digits in the fourth quarter. And Cristobal said, we're not going to rush things. We're not going to throw the ball over the yard. We got time to run the ball and play into our own identity and force our will against them in the trenches along the offensive and defensive lines. And that's exactly what they did. And that's the identity that Mario Cristobal wants to build with his teams. He did it at Oregon. And that's a big reason why Oregon is where it is today, because they built that identity in the trenches. And Dan Lanning has supplemented that and complemented that and obviously got a tremendous quarterback in Bo Nix to really spark things there. And um you know, I still think Miami's like two years away. They still have a lot of holes, guys, a lot of holes. But, you know, they should be a team that has one loss right now, which is kind of crazy to think, um, considering some of the deficiencies on that, that roster they're dealing with. Bama has one loss. Here comes LSU with two. Break down this matchup for us, Brandon. I don't know if Alabama can keep up with LSU offensively. And to me, that's really it. Uh, I think Alabama's got a top five defense nationally, but if LSU scores 28 points in this, what makes you think Alabama is going to be able to score four touchdowns potentially? They'd, I think they'd have to play a game where they don't turn the ball over more than once against LSU. And I know LSU's had their issues, especially in that secondary, because of some depth issues, but mostly because of the injuries. But to me, it just comes down to, do you believe that Jalen Milrow and Alabama can play drive to drive with LSU's offense and Jaden Daniels. I'm not so sold on that. When I ask you in state college, Penn State loses another game against Ohio State. I think they were one for 16 on third down. If you are Penn State, the chancellor of the athletic department, I mean, do you retain James Franklin long term? And I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but at some point in time, if you're Penn State, the expectation is you can beat Ohio State and Michigan. Man, that's a gigantic question and I would not want to be the president of AD making that call because you put yourself in a situation of yeah we want to break through that ceiling we can't keep it in our head against it every year and at some point you'll have to make a decision there but I'm not saying this is like a Nebraska situation where you're winning nine ten games a year 
and everybody's like, well, we want to win 12 like we used to. Well, maybe Penn State can't do that, but Penn State's a much different situation. They can recruit nationally. We know that they're in a good spot, facilities, everything. Um, what really sucks now and makes it more so difficult is that this was the year they should have beaten Ohio State. We all know that. Yeah, it was on the road, but still, they had the talent, the depth, and they just it's more of the same and not just that, but offensively it's, it's bad. I mean, we thought the offense was going to change this year because of drew being the quarterback and it, it hasn't, they are still going to be very conservative, try to play and trick you into making a mistake in your own. And then they'll beat you and ground it out in these big matchups. But history has shown that that doesn't work under James Franklin. And, um, I guess maybe you should just be happy winning 10 games and maybe every four years win to win 11 or 12. But the issue is, is they're not doing that anymore. It's been since what, 2016, seven years now since they won the big 10 when there's a little bit of a lull there. Um, that's a difficult decision. I don't think you give him a long-term deal. I mean, he's already got a very long deal anyway, a big deal, I should say. But um, especially nowadays, I go into a whole rant about all this. Like, I think the days of long-term deals are about to end. Um and the reason for that is because I'm actually writing something this this week. Our coaching carousel starts up this week, and we haven't really had any big time firings this year yet. Um, I think this we're kind of hitting the reset button on what the coaching carousel looks like as we go forward. Because NIL, sure, big buyout, sure, but also the playoff expanding kind of resets the expectations across the country and what to expect. And uh, I think that these long term deals are about to start becoming passe. I want to, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you have um, a few minutes to do another spot with us? Because I'd like to ask you about some of those coaches. Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Before we go to break, you see, we just got about a minute and a half. We'll come back and I actually want to talk to you because the vibes like seriously right now in Los Angeles, the vibes around USC are horrendous. So I want to hear what Brandon's hearing as Washington is in town this weekend. But as we go to break, what would you think of Dabo's reaction to the phone call? I'm sure you heard it. Dabo came with receipts yeah. when a young man called and questioned him. I, I mean, Dabo's Dabo. Dabo's got a little bit of a thin skin. He should rise above that. I mean, that's what the money's for, as they say. But uh, I did see someone tweet out a, uh, a video, and I think it's perfect. If you guys watch Righteous Gemstones uh, <laughs> on HBO, Dabo is Uncle Baby Baby Billy. The way he reacts to all this stuff. You know, Uncle outside, Baby Billy? Yeah. That's a great Uncle line. Uncle Baby Billy. That's Dabo. That's Dabo Swinney. Uh, all right. I absolutely wrote that down. Righteous Rhinestones, Uncle G- Gemstones. Baby. Gemstones. Gemstones, pardon me. And that is Dabo. I am going to be watching that. Yeah, the championship's the money. It doesn't change a random troller in Clemson getting under his skin. You're so right. Brandon Marcello, 24-7 sports national college football reporter at Marcello on Twitter. We're going to come back with Brandon next. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Great time of the year. Of course, the sports equinox is upon us, and we've got a special for you. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe. A limited time offer, 120 bucks. You get everything we offer through May 1st. So you get to college basketball as well through March Madness. We'll get you set up for the NFL draft. Everything we offer, including the guides, $120. vcin.com slash subscribe. The sports equinox. Great time of the year as we welcome you back. And it is Halloween. Happy Halloween. Of course, the big guy dressed up as a Teletubby, Amal Shaw, out at the D. I'm Patrick Maher, and I put him on the spot, so he couldn't really say no, but he's one of the best covering college football, Brandon Marcello. You can find him on Twitter. I just want to make sure I spell it, at B Marcello, M-A-R-C-E-L-L-O, and 24-7 is great talking college football with Brandon. And as we went to break, we talked about Washington coming here to Los Angeles this weekend. I Look, I was here, Brandon, when Sarkeesian was going through his drama. I'm not going to make light of it. Obviously, substance abuse issues, but there was a lot of drama around the USC program when that was transfolding. Uh, I, I know it sounds crazy, but it almost feels the same right now with Lincoln Riley. It's hard to explain, but there's just yeah. terrible vibes. And you, you have a better insight than I do. Can you help us understand Lincoln Riley a little bit and what your take is right now on the USC football program? You know, we were talking uh, before the break a little bit about Dabo Sweeney, just how interesting he is. I think Lincoln Riley and Dabo are, are a lot alike in that they're kind of hard-headed when it comes to not wanting to change some things. And, um, you know, the thing that's always been holding Lincoln back, even of course at OU, has been that defense. And he's going to have to make a change there. And if he doesn't want to, someone's going to have to step in and tell him to do it. And because Alex Grinch just isn't getting it done. They've got the talent there. They've got the players. When you have a player like Barry Alexander, who I know has been out here lately, but when you got players like that, you should be winning. And listen, when you have missed tackles and busted assignments and coverages, and that's happened over the last two years and even dating back to OU, that's coaching. It's not, you're not, it's not the same players every year. That's coaching. So they got to make, makes get some fixes there because I mean, next year, I mean, what makes us think next year they're going to win more than eight games, especially going into the Big Ten? You're not going to have Caleb around unless, you know, again, everything's rumor and innuendo to these days with Caleb's. It's like, well, maybe if he gets paid enough, he'll stick around, which, you know, I, I would be surprised by. But again, it's just um, I think Lincoln, a lot like Dabo is going to have to do, is going to have to swallow their pride and their ego a little bit and realize that, hey, maybe I'm the issue a little bit here and I've got to make some changes around me. By the way, I you think guys he's sensitive. I think I think you're right. Sorry, Amal. I think he gets a little sensitive too. He gets yeah. in his feelings. Go ahead, Amal. Apologize. No, I, no, no, you're good. I was just going to say about the Caleb Williams thing. Everyone talks about potentially sticking around, and I remember C.J. Stroud was rumored to potentially stay with Ohio State. Here's the problem: you stay one year, you're potentially costing yourself fifty million dollars in free agency. Yes. Now, I, I don't understand this thought process. I would not draft you if you're that dumb to stick around for one year. I agree. I don't understand why. And, and of course, this will this is only going to heat up until he puts it to bed. Yeah. And it'll heat up going into December. But it's it's complete garbage to me. 
Real quick, you're in Northwest Arkansas. I know Sam Pittman's not as big of a deal. I don't want to speak for Patrick here, but I know we had talked previously. We thought he was a pretty good coach coming in from Georgia. Why has it fallen so flat in Arkansas? You know, I've said the last two years there that all Arkansas fans would regret the day that Kendall Bryles and or Barry Odom are chased off as the OC in D.C. And sure enough, this offseason, they both left at the same time. Odom, of course, now in Vegas at UNLV as a head coach. Kendall Bryles going to TCU. Um, and I think the fans, it's just the atmosphere there. The locker room kind of chased Kendall out and he was looking to get out himself. And so they come in and go, all right, let's just change the offense. Let's bring in Dan Enos and kind of run a pro-style offense. I mean, why are you doing that when you're running the veer and shoot? You have a lot of the same personnel returning, including your quarterback and one of the best running backs in the country who's been completely diluted and and has now become a nothing running back in the SEC in Rocket Sanders. And um, it's, it's really a travesty what they've done to that offense. And that's why they've been losing games. The defense hasn't been great, but it's been good to pretty good in a lot of games. It's kept them in games. That's why they were able to come back and nearly beat Alabama on the road just a few weeks ago. And it isn't like all these losses they've had have been by double digits. A lot of them have been by seven, six points or less, some by three points. And it's that offense is just dreadful. Um, and the decision to do what they did after Kendall Browse left by hiring Dan Enos is regrettable. And now Arkansas is going to be paying three point something million dollars to Dan Enos for coaching eight games as a play call. And <laughs> that is not winning. It's terrible. Do you want to expound upon your you were discussing before the break the idea of coaches and long term deals? I'll selfishly ask the guys are going to roll their eyes about a coach in Columbia, South Carolina, and that is Shane Beamer. I, I went there. So I, I it feels like Shane is in a bit over his head and he starts playing the blame game, I think, which is bothering some alumni. Yes. I want to get your take on Beamer and then also your take on coaches overall. I like Shane. Um, I spent a day with him back in um, August in preseason camp. Uh, I thought they'd be better than this, but that offensive line and the injuries they've de dealt with. But yeah, he's got to cool it down with the blame game and throwing players under the bus, even if he doesn't realize he's doing it. Um, right. The recruiting has been going well, obviously. Um, I thought it was a blessing in disguise that Satterfield left last year and went to Nebraska. <laughs> and I really like... Um, um, Oh my gosh! Why am I forgetting his name? Uh, the offensive corner came from Arkansas. Logan, this Dow, Dow, um, Dow Loggins. Dow Loggins. Loggins. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think they need some more time. Let's see what it looks like next year. But yeah, I, I yeah, the boosters there don't like the way Beamer's been handling yeah. this season publicly. Yeah, that's not a good thing. But give him till next year. Give him a proper judgment. Let him get you know another recruiting class in. Where would Jed Fish, the head coach of the University of Arizona, be coaching next year? Whew. I think Arizona, but maybe maybe NFL. But I think Arizona. He, I think yeah, because he does have a connection, right? Yeah, the, to the NFL. And speaking of which, that's a tricky spot for, isn't it UCLA this week, boys? Yeah, yeah. UCLA, Brandon at, at at Arizona. He's done a hell of a job there this year. Yeah, I mean, I've got, you know, I do a top 30 every week. I don't do a 25. I got Arizona at 27th right now. Um, they are so much better than their record. I know they lost to Mississippi State on the road in overtime earlier this season, but that's USC on the ropes. Uh, they've played practically everybody close. And, of course, they finally got their big win this past week. Um, they're really good guys. They're a top 25 team right now, if not for that weird albatross hanging around their neck with that road loss at Mississippi State, which if they were to play again, I think Arizona beats them by double digits easily. I don't know any team in college football, Georgia, Michigan, anybody that's going to Pullman, Washington and winning by 38. No. Well, uh, that's what Arizona hey. did. You're absolutely right. Patrick, you're right. You talk about it. This is a tough matchup for Chip Kelly. You're going on the road. We saw Oregon State. And by the way, can some of these coaches take a field goal? I love me some Jonathan Smith, but how about taking a field goal when you're in a 10-10 game that tells you there's a limited number of possessions, scoring is low, take the three points, but you know what? We're going to run a fake from about 20 yards out with our kicker because he's all world. And they saw it coming, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just, yeah, that was bad coaching decision. There's been a lot of those. It's just, you know, obviously don't see that in the NFL very often, but man, do head coaches love faking field goals in weird <laughs> spots in college football these days. <laughs> It is true. And by the way, Arizona, when they came to L.A., they were the better team. 
They should have beat USC. Yeah. yeah. It was, I, I couldn't believe it. Was, look, it was the first time watching those, like watching a full Arizona game for me. And I was like, wow, they're actually just better than USC. That was, that and was UCLA. I, I'm not sure UCLA's got the offensive firepower to keep up with Arizona this week. I mean, uh, Arizona could score against anybody. Who do you think, who do you think East Lansing, who do you think Michigan State tries to chase as their next head coach? Uh, your guess is probably as good as mine. Um, they need someone in the office to come in there and stabilize the program. And man, being a resident in the state of Michigan these days has to be weird. <laughs> Detroit Lions are amazing. <laughs> and then you got Michigan scandal and Michigan State scandal. So weird. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I would I would try to go after one of the coaches at Kansas or Kansas State, Lance Leopold or Chris Kleiman. I don't know if either of them would ever leave. Yeah. But uh, listen, two former FCS coaches and small town coaches that just know how to win, know how to build a roster and win everywhere they go. Go get you a coach like that at Michigan State. Totally. Do that. I don't understand why so many colleges these days are afraid to go after a coach who just shows simply that they're able to build programs no matter the level and win and translate that to your school. I can tell you those two names. I have a ton of friends that went to East Lansing. Those two names are right at the top of the list. So I would agree with you. Hey, listen, uh, thanks for doing the two segments. Brandon Marcello, 24 seven sports, national college football reporter at B Marcello on Twitter. We appreciate it, man. Thanks for sticking around. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank okay. you. Take care. Brandon does a great job. And happy Halloween to you, my man. When we return, we do have a game four World Series. We do have updates as far as Garcia and the injury as well. We'll come back. John Bowman from CBS Sports is going to join talking World Series next right here. Halloween edition of Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, little break to talk about Zen Nicotine Pouches here on Sharp Money. We're always debating what team is number one, but Zen Nicotine Pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Sharp Money, Halloween 2023. We got you back here. Of course, World Series Game 4 coming up tonight. A 3-1 winner with the Rangers last night. So they take a 2-1 series lead. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to bring in our buddy John Bowman does a great job. He's got a bunch of bets tonight as well. My man is grinding. John Bowman, CBS Sports, Major League Baseball analyst, a former Blue Jays player, development scout. You can find John on Twitter at John Bowman 11. Maybe he posted a picture of his dog, he, the dog was a hot dog, and he was the hot dog vendor, which I kind of, you know what? That's pretty creative. I like that. John, welcome to the show. I I think this is big news because Amal, you told me during the break, uh, Garcia, Adolis Garcia is not in the lineup for the Rangers. Like, right there in the three-hole? Boys, this changes everything, doesn't it, John? Yeah, I mean, that's massive. Adolis Garcia is out of the lineup. Travis Jankowski is slotted in for him, and Jankowski is now batting last. So that shifts the entire lineup for the Rangers. Obviously massive for their lineup. I did see something. He was walking around the clubhouse. He says he's fine. He was holding a bat. So maybe he comes in to pinch hit later this game, but he's not starting. That's for sure. John, if you're Texas, I mean, obviously there's a crucial spot. You may look to utilize him, but do you try to potentially just rest him for one more day and go with what you have? You have a 2-1 lead and then figure out where the chips are tomorrow? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I don't think the right answer is act- it will actually be known until we know, you know, the actual extent of his injury, how he's feeling. Um, but it's also a little different in a game four instead of a game five where, say, you know, you have the off day tomorrow and you can take the two days and get ready for the final two. Today's a little different because they have a game tomorrow as well. So maybe they want to give him today off, play him tomorrow. Then he gets the next day off and see if they can win or play him again game six. So it'll be interesting to see. But it looked like it was an oblique injury and those are not good for baseball 
baseball players because you use your oblique for literally everything. So hopefully he'll be good. Okay, we've got plenty of bets to get to, but I do have to talk about the elephant in the room. I'm sure you guys saw this. Games one and two were the lowest rated games in World Series history. <laughs> now, we knew we knew the Rangers D-backs was going to be a challenge. And frankly, we knew Saturday game two going up against football was going to be highly challenged as well. Uh, I feel badly for the Rangers and D-backs because I got to be honest with you, John. I find this to be a very intriguing series. Where do you stand on the matchup? Yeah, I mean, I saw that as well. I feel bad for whoever didn't tune in to game one because that was one of the most unbelievable games, the World Series games that I've ever seen. Um, that being said, we kind of knew it was going to be a little bit like this with the Diamondbacks and Rangers coming in just because both teams are wild card teams, uh, not necessarily a ton of, you know, media attention around them all season. I mean, the Rangers for a little bit, but Diamondbacks won 84 games. So it's not terribly surprising, but at the same time, I think it's more for the baseball fans in general. Um, you won't get your outside fans, but people who are within the industry, people who are diehard baseball fans love seeing new faces and new teams. So I think they can get behind it, but I kind of understand why the public uh, isn't as into it. Yeah, Patrick and I, we were fired up for this one. We thought it was going to be good, and it's been very competitive. You mentioned it in game one, Corey Seager, the homer, uh, the homer in the ninth inning. And then, of course, in game two, he has a, or excuse me, in game three, has a homer as well. Tell me a little bit about, from your perspective, Corey Seager, big-time player, is with the Dodgers, but then surprisingly winds up with the Rangers. It looks like he's made the right decision. They're 18 innings away from winning a World Series, but was it disposition and personality for him, a little bit quieter guy, that he wound up going to Texas? Because the one thing with the Dodgers, you knew you were going to be in the postseason every year. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think a lot of it had to do with obviously how much he's getting paid sure. and the contract he was be being offered. But other than that, I mean, I'm sure – and. Going to Texas too. Texas is a big baseball market, but they just haven't really been recently. And we know the Dodgers is such a big baseball market. So it's super cool seeing him perform like this. Also, he was a World Series MVP when he was with the Dodgers. So he's played in these games and he seems to be able to turn it on whenever he's in these games. I think we saw it. Uh, it was the game seven or no, it was game one of the World Series when he hit that game tying home run and he let out all of the emotion right after it. And we know that he's not usually a guy who lets out emotion. So you can see how much it means for a guy like him in that at bat specifically. All right, let's get to some of these plays. John Bowman, CBS Sports, Major League Baseball analyst. John Bowman, 11 on Twitter. So you are going to go Arizona tonight. And right now, it looks like, do you guys have a number? My thing what? just froze. Big guy, Arizona a minus 110. Uh, Texas is even money. Okay, so you're going to lay a dollar ten on the D-backs tonight, John. Yeah, and I got this play in before Dolores Garcia was out of the lineup, but I haven't seen lines moving since he was announced as being out. So I think a lot of people were already assuming he'd be out today. Um, but essentially yesterday, Max Scherzer got hurt and John Gray was supposed to start today. He was moved yesterday. Great decision by Bruce Bochy to put him in yesterday. He held the game close and the Rangers were able to get the win yesterday. But that leaves the Rangers a little thin today because they have Andrew Heaney starting. Uh, he hasn't been great this postseason. Then they have Dane Dunning, who will likely piggyback behind him. But we know the Rangers have their top three relievers. And if they get more extended than those top three, then they really tend to struggle. The Diamondbacks, on the other hand, they're going with a bullpen game. They did allow five runs the first time they went with a bullpen game against the Phillies. But I think their lineup's going to bounce back. I mean, they're facing the Rangers' bottom uh, tier uh, relievers after the start of them. Um, and I, I think they just have too many hitters. Adolis Garcia is out on the other side as well. I think the Diamondbacks bounce back tonight. Right, John, I agree with you on the call with the D-backs, but I love this play even more on Andrew Heaney. You have under two and a half Ks. And just explain a little bit why you took this one. I think this is the, your best play. Yeah, I love it too. And it's been bouncing around at plus money too. I saw it go all the way up to plus 125 at one point. Um, but I love this play. He has exactly one strikeout in the playoffs in six innings pitched. He's made two starts and two relief appearances. He's only struck out one batter in that entire time. Uh, he's not, he can be a strikeout guy, but I don't think he's going to go through the lineup more than once. I think he'll go through it once and then maybe come back around for Carroll. And then they decide to go to another, uh, another pitcher, but I don't think he's going to be in long enough to get this number. And even if he is, he's not necessarily a strikeout guy right now. So I really like this under at plus money. 
Yeah, good point about the number not moving much. much it must have been, right, Amal? must have been baked into the number with the Garcia news because that is, to me, I, I can't think, I don't think there's a more important bat right now in the series regardless of team. Well, John knows this, the, just the threat of him in the lineup. You trade him out for a guy in Travis Jankowski whose best asset are his legs. John, to me, if it's not a ground ball to third base, I'm not worried about TJ beating me on a regular play. Yeah, I completely agree. And exactly as you mentioned, it's just his presence in the lineup, but it also moves everyone else around. A lot of times you can kind of have a new guy slot in there. For example, the Rangers have been going with uh, Robbie Grossman in the middle of the lineup that they'd slot in for Mitch Garver every once in a while. But and Adolis Garcia, you can't really replace in the middle of the lineup. That also means that you can pitch at more guys in the middle of the lineup because you know that, you know, Adolis isn't going to be in there to knock them all in. So it's a big move for sure. Yep. You, you lose the protection, no doubt. Okay. You've got four props as far as total bases. Let's get to them. I'll just roll through and, and, and you break them down. Tavares under a half, Moreno over a base and a half, Fam on over a base and a half, and then Longoria under a half. Yeah. So first one, Leody Tavares, he's actually one for his last 14. He's two for his last 27. So he was actually super hot to start the playoffs, but he's really cooled off. And if he watches at bats, he's not seeing the ball well whatsoever. He's swinging through a lot of changeups. It seems like he's taking every fastball that's over the middle, um, swinging a lot of off speed pitches. So I really like that at plus money. I believe it's plus 145. Um, another one, Gabriel Moreno over one and a half total bases. He's a lefty crusher. He bats about 350 against lefties this season. He batted about 230 against righties. Every postseason game that he's gone off has been with a lefty starting. That being said, he should only face Heaney one time around the order. My guess is they go to a righty right before Moreno the second time around. But he's still been hitting extremely well this postseason. And I think he could either get an uh, extra base hit in his first at bat or get multiple hits this game. Another one, Tommy Pham, over one and a half total bases. He's just red hot right now. I mean, this guy's unbelievable. My only worry there is he went off uh, in the playoffs earlier, but then kind of went extremely cold afterwards. So hopefully he keeps it up there. And the last one, Evan Longoria. So he is actually out of the lineup for Emmanuel Rivera. Um, and Emmanuel Rivera is a lefty crusher. So I think that Rivera is going to be in the lineup, hopefully face Heaney just one time and then get pinch hit for by Longoria after Heaney's out of the lineup. So my play there would be to wrote, to shift it to Emmanuel Rivera under total bases because I only think he's going to get one, maybe two at bats there. Patrick, I love the call on Longoria. That's exactly what I was going to point out. And Tavares is batting eighth in the lineup. So you may not even get the four at bats with him tonight. Well, I'll tell you, all future guests on VEASAN, that's how it's done. You come with insight, and then you give six bets on one game. <laughs> all right? <laughs> Either it means you're tremendous at what you do, or you're a degenerate, and we like both. <laughs> John Bowman, CBS Sports, at John Bowman 11. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, bet $5 to get $200 in bonus bets instantly at DraftKings for new customers using the promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. Download the DraftKings app. It's really simple, and you get 200 bucks when you bet 5 bucks using that code SHARP. No sweat, same game parlay every day for every better over at DraftKings. The crown is yours. Got you back here, Sharp Money. Just talked a little baseball. Are you guys betting that tonight? I, I do like the snakes as well. The Adolis Garcia thing, I don't know why. And again, it, it must have been baked in. But you guys would agree, like three hole. Like that is the most dangerous bat right now in this series. I can't believe it's not being made a bigger deal. I'll take Arizona tonight. I love that. Well, Patrick, you bring up a great point. Now, all of a sudden, if nobody's on base in front of Corey Seager, you can take a very cautious approach to Seager. You don't have to worry about him. And you just sit there and say, "Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, Garcia with Seager in front of him changes the entire dynamic of that lineup. Now you have a very uh, situational uh, opportunity for the Diamondbacks. Hey, we could work around Corey Seager. We're not worried about Mitch Garver. I know Mitch Garver's solid, but he's not a Dallas Garcia. And so that makes a big difference in this lineup. And I'm with you. I like the Diamondbacks, but I will tell you this. I will probably pull the parachute on this game pretty quickly. If the Diamondbacks get a lead, I will hedge the other way with the Rangers. This team is very capable of coming back, especially against this Arizona bullpen. Um, And if the Diamondbacks are trailing one nothing or two nothing, I might lay the 250 or 300 and just minimize or mitigate my loss on Arizona here. I I like Arizona, but not an overwhelming confidence in them. Here's here's what I'm. Here's what I'm going to do, because I agree with you. The Rangers do scare me. So I'm going to mitigate it a little bit. We all agree Andrew Haney (laughs) is going to get absolutely touched. Okay? Let's go over four and a half team total, the Snakes. Because then you can mitigate a little bit. You we yeah. get get out of the way of the Rangers a little bit. Big guy, what do you think? Yeah, fade fade the Rangers at your own risk on the road. Nine and ro- nine and zero oh on the road in these MLB playoffs. Wow. Eight times as an underdog at plus money. Uh, just one where they were a favorite. So yeah, be careful fading Texas on the road, even with Garcia. But the thing about Garcia being out is we've seen so many times in October where players can get hot and carry a team, and that's what. Garcia was doing, especially at the back end of that Houston series. So to have him out of the lineup, other people are going to have to step up now. And I think this is a great bounce back spot for Arizona. So I get it. I I don't have a play. I have my futures I'm sitting on on the side or the total there. I do have some props for you, though, because I saw Andrew Haney was pitching and I realized I needed to come out of retirement and bet on the World Series. Um, <laughs> Haney brings all of them out. He, he brings everybody to the yard. Saw, he's, yeah, he's like Kalisa's milkshake. Uh, hey. Soft throwing lefty. Cattell Marte, lifetime is a 304 batter against left handed pitching. I'm going over one and a half total bases. And because it's the World Series and there's no more to bet on after this is over, we're going to go home run plus 390. Then hey. also, another player in this game, Tommy Pham is a much better hitter against lefties, 271 lifetime against lefties, and he is absolutely scorching hot, hitting 291 in the postseason so far. We're going to go over one and a half total bases on Tommy Pham, and we'll take him to hit a homer at plus 575. Donk. Uh, If I hit one of those homer bets, I'm thrilled. I thought he was just referring to to Tommy Pham as the donk. Which would be no. correct. You're sitting next to a grown man dressed as a Teletubby. <laughs> you, you, you're wondering who I'm calling the hey, donk. Hey, let, let's put it this way. Tommy Pham is not far behind in that race. <laughs> Dustin, how you feeling, man? You feel pretty good um, about your life, no, about the decisions. I, I've had to go to the restroom for an at, like almost two hours now. I am sweating a lot. Like, I am really sweating. I'm scared what it's like underneath here. Luckily, I did wear dry fit, but the dry fit is at its, like, maximum capacity. Well, you don't have to go to the gym. No, I'm going to the gym straight from here because I'm wearing gym clothes already. It would just be a waste to go home. 
So a little intrigue though, and Amal saw it, Elizabeth, who is the apple of your eye, she was loving the costume. I mean, she just couldn't get enough of it, smiling ear to ear. If you don't make your move dressed as a Teletubby, <laughs> then you just there's you know you have no gumption whatsoever. Well, the so the last last update on Elizabeth was Remember, I told the story how I thought she was kind of into me, and then I saw her again. So during the show, I was running to the restroom, and we kind of were like crossed paths. And I was, I did the "Hey, how you doing?" to her, right? Sure. Um, and she kind of was like, "Hey, how's it going?" Just like, but like wasn't into it. Like looked at me like I was a stranger. Like we never had a conversation. Well, I had yet to bring this up. So later that day, after the show, I was walking out with a mall. A mall got distracted. Was like, "Hey, I'll be right back." So now I had to wait for a mall. While I was waiting for a mall, Elizabeth walked by again. Hey. What do you think I went with when she walked by again about an hour after I saw her last time? How's it going? Hey, hey, how you doing? How's it going? <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. I got one trick, and it's, "Hey, how you doing?" Well, how'd it go? It didn't work. She walked right past me. See, here's the problem, Dustin. And it's, it's a new generation of kids on social. If a girl says hi, automatically she thinks she's in, he, he thinks she's into me. And when kids get followed by a girl or a guy, they think the follow means that the person's into them. So it's just like this heightened sensitivity to people's emotions. However, Amal did see her laughing. She loved the costume. That's a tremendous in today for you to get past the, hey, how's it going? And walk up to her and holler as a big purple alien. Hey, Jordan Poole the other night was one for 15. He didn't did stop you shooting. see that one three he attempted? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, How but if you, had half the, if you had half and just a pinky finger the amount of confidence <laughs> that Jordan Poole has, you and Elizabeth would already be dating. She'd be my ice spice. <laughs> <laughs> Shout to Ice Spice. <laughs> she thick. <laughs> um, so, so you're not gonna see. You're not gonna. You're not gonna say hi. If I see her walking around, yes, but I gotta get this thing off so I can go to the bathroom. All right. It looks good though. I would say I. Th I saw the boys. Who else uh, dressed up today? I saw the boys in the morning had a couple of good costumes. Who else got into it? Uh, Michael Lombardi dressed up as a former NFL GM. Uh, I see. I see what you did there. Clever. Uh, I don't know. I, I, did Gil dress up? I missed Gil's show today. I don't know. Oh, Kelly had to have dressed up, right? Come on. Kelly Bidlin definitely feels like someone who gets in the spirit. I would think so. Uh, speaking of spirit, uh, it sounds like Steve Sarkeesian is spirited. First off, did Sarkeesian lose to Oklahoma? Yes. Okay. Now, I will use this word, and it applies. Shut up, donk. <laughs> you can't lose to a team that almost lost at home to Central Florida and then went to Kansas with everything online. However, the playoff committee releasing their rankings and Sarkeesian doing a little politicking. You know, not every team out there has had to endure some of the things that we've had to. Um, and if they had to play with their backup, how would they play? But I think it, it speaks to the type of team that we have. I'd argue we have the best win in the country right now. Um, the fact that we go into Tuscaloosa, Alabama and beat a team that was 52-1 and one, uh, in the previous 53 games of us going in there. Um, and I hear so much about how, how tough the SEC is, but I haven't seen anybody those teams go into Alabama and win either. So I feel pretty good about our team. Um, and I think over time, this whole thing will play itself out. So we got to focus on what we need to do Saturday and, and play our best football. Shouldn't right. he have waited till the LSU game concludes Saturday night? Oh, they're yeah, you said, I'm not swayed. I'll say that. I also think they're in trouble Saturday against Kansas State. I bet it as soon as it came out, I got five and a half. I didn't even get the best number. But I, I think Kansas State can absolutely beat this Texas team with Malik Murphy. I would agree with that. Patrick talked about it earlier this year, and he was right on. This Texas defense is elite. But you got to have to really slow down Will Howard in this offense. It's not easy to do. I love the way they play. And one thing with Kansas State, they're not going to beat themselves. So, as we bid adieu for a Tuesday Halloween edition of Sharp Money, do we have any tabs to close or a top 10? Oh, I, I figured put, you'd have more shtick on the way I out. was going to put my gloves on, but I can't use my computer with the gloves on. I wanted to wave Dude, goodbye you, with the gloves. You, the gloves make the, uh, the costume look even I think I'm just so going to keep more. the gloves like separately. <laughs> so, These are going to be my mittens for the winter. <laughs> 
so much. Are you gonna try to? Are you gonna try to get some attention on social with this costume? Have somebody take a picture for you up at uh, Dustin Sweetelson on oh, Insta? Stuff's already been posted. Do you think I would do this and not be getting attention the entire show? <laughs> Why what would I do this you, and not get more attention for it? There will be what more kind of attention later. are you getting? Not enough, unfortunately. That's the issue. I need to hit a certain bar for overall happiness with attention. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, will either of you be handing out candy tonight? Because I actually do have to go buy candy right after the show because apparently the kids come by my little place here. I'm going to tell you honestly, I wish you good luck. Most of the store shelves are empty at this point in time. I know. That's an issue. It uh, is an issue. My neighbor said I could buy some off of her, though. Uh, How about you, big guy? You're going to be the person giving out apples. <laughs> no, I'm not giving out apples. You're going to throw them back at the house if you do. Remember? the lady that used to toss a couple of pennies in the sack? <laughs> Just respect the currency. Alright, boys. Have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow right here. Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Happy Halloween, all. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.